This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Father God, we thank you for another chance to share our conversation, to share your word. Be it far from me to share my word. You made me not a man of the people. You saved me from myself. Where else shall I go but to the hill of the Lord? When the smoke clears at the last day on this earth, may I be found enabled by your spirit to stand, having done all to stand. I pray others can hear your voice through mine and join me in standing for your holy kingdom. All other kingdoms will crumble and fall. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will not pass away. Fire can't burn it. My God, water can't drown it. I thank you, Lord. You have the keeping power for all throughout eternity. And I want to stand with you, the eternal Holy One. Help me, help others this day to receive you the way they ought to. We know you're able, God, in Jesus' matchless name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Oh, you could do better than that. It's for Jesus. It's for Jesus. It's for Jesus. It's for Jesus. Hallelujah. The glory and the honor. The glory and the honor. The glory and the honor. It's yours. Oh. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for friends and family here today. And most certainly we thank God for the Holy Ghost being here. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. I feel, I don't know about you, but I feel the fiery presence of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank God for the day that he set me free. Hallelujah. All night prayer. I was a little Baptist boy down in Florida and came up here in 85. But when June came, the third Saturday morning in June, uh, it started in the third Friday night in June and ended up being the third Saturday morning in June. By daybreak, I began to receive power from on high. And I could feel it, amen, being poured into me and filled me from the sole of my feet, went on up to the crown of my head. And when it got to where my shoulders, where my hands went up automatically, I said, whoa, I didn't tell my hands to go. The Holy Ghost was lifting up my hands toward heaven. Amen. Hey, hey. And then we got up to my throat, and then the Holy Ghost, amen, as they say in Bible college, glossolalia, the tongues from the Spirit came and started speaking a heavenly language, expressing, amen, what the groanings of the Holy Ghost was saying, amen, churning on my, in my soul, and, and it became to come out of my tongue, amen. And then when the pastor uh, let us all that receive the Spirit give testimony, and uh, I began to talk, but the Holy Ghost just took over, and I cried and praised, and my hands went up, and I just spoke in tongues, and I was drunk in the Spirit. Amen. I wasn't drunk as they supposed, but this is none other than by the Spirit of God. And I thank God that I have felt the Holy Ghost every single day from that moment 
fiery presence in me, moving me. Amen. Move my body. And when I go to thinking about it, he, he, amen, he moves and prays in me. Amen. And you'll see me jerk a little bit. Amen. And, hey, get the, get the can. Help us. Come on, somebody. Remind me of that story. And I was a little boy in Florida. I heard them tell it on the radio, on the gospel radio. Uh, this young boy was flying a kite, and he was able to get it way up. And suddenly it began to get cloudy, but you could still see the string going up there. Couldn't see the kite, but you could see the string going up there. An older man came walking by. Son, what are you doing? What is that, a string you holding up in the air? I'm flying a kite, mister. He said, you flying a kite? How how you know the kite's still up there? He said, every now and again, I, I feel it tugging in the wind. I can feel it tugging. I can feel it. Amen. <laughs> every now and again, I feel the Holy Ghost tugging on me. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hey, he encourages me, keeps me from falling. He want to present me faultless before God's throne, not with a faulty joy, but with exceeding joy. I think, God, you want that in your life. And from then on, I could understand that I had more than an earthly purpose. I had a what? Heavenly purpose. Here we are today in the Living Truth series. We're in part four. And my gifting is prophetic teaching. And um, of course, we have, through the Holy Ghost, we have teachings. We have a course of study in our sermons. Amen. And they're structured there. And anyone that takes copious notes will be able to follow suit of how we are, we are now at part four. And this part is called In Pursuit of Heaven's Purpose. And last week we were sharing thoughts about how Thanksgiving frees the soul for worship. If you couldn't make it, perhaps you heard the podcast. Amen. I put it up Thursday I was able to get it up by Thursday afternoon. Amen. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving Day. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. But here we are now with the next chapter. We're going to be in 1 John 1, verses 5 through 10. I'm going to read from one of the older versions this time. King James Version. The Holy Spirit will reveal truth today from these verses of scripture. The word of the day is honesty. Somebody say honesty. honesty. Amen. You're going to see why in a minute. First John 1, 5 through 10. Uh, thank God for my wife before I start. Amen. Bless her. Amen. She had me running around yesterday, but good runnings. We had hot dates. Both were in church. Amen. 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 Thank God. She went on ahead of me to be at one service and I had to stay home and prepare and everything. Thank God. But when she's there, I, I feel like I'm there because I could feel what's going on in her in my spirit. Been married that long. This November 30, right? It's going to be 31. 31 years. Amen. 31. Amen. God is good. I'm like my father. I'm a one woman man, a job having man. HIV negative, cash flow positive, hallelujah. Thank God, thank God, thank God. And my wife was decreeing and declaring here recently to some others, I have a good man, she said. And then she was telling me she said that I, it made my chest stick out, amen. Pass my stomach, amen. Thank God, thank God for her. 
but she's a blessed sweetie in the Lord, one of God's daughters. And here we teach egalitarian theology, wherein uh, we do not stomp women down into the ground, but God has blessed his daughters too. He has poured his spirit upon, upon all flesh, sons and daughters. Men could preach, and guess who else? Women can preach. Men could cast out demons, and guess what? Women can cast out demons. Men can lay hands on the sick and they recover, and guess who else? Women could do it too. When you get saved, you're up at the altar. The Lord don't pull you back to the back and have a nurse station back there checking in privacy parts and say, you a girl? No, you can't have the Holy Ghost. What were we thinking? Is God confused? No, no. He poured out. Amen. He said it there in the scripture upon what all flesh. And that's what we do here. And I, I got online. Some people got a little huffy as her late, my wife's late father would say they, got, they had wind in their jaw. Got a little mad. Well, what are you going against the Bible? They read the Bible incorrectly. They're saying Eve was deceived. But amen. Who was there first? Adam. He should have been able to counsel his home better. But no, he let the devil come on in. What the devil doing in your house? First of all, talking to Eve. Amen. You, and, and he wasn't far away, y'all, because she turned and gave him some of the fruit. Here you go, Adam. She didn't have to call Uber. Where is Adam? No, he was right there looking at the whole thing. So, and then when you look in Scripture, Adam is called the what? First Adam, and he brought sin in the world. But who is metaphorically in the spirit and the prophetic called the second Adam? Jesus. And he's going to eradicate sin out of the world. Did they say the first one that brought sin in was Eve? No, they said who? Adam. So we need to stop teaching like that. Some of women are the weaker vessel. No, the, room, the scripture said treat them as though they are the weaker vessel. That means be a gentleman. And they carry the babies. You need to carry them. Take care of the women. Protect the women. Amen. God gave you more muscles for a reason. Amen. And, and, and you could get muscles a little easier than a woman. Women have to just take all kind of things, and you see them pumping the iron and all that stuff. That's cool. I don't mind having a female bodyguard if that's what God called them to do. Amen. <laughs> but I'm the first protector of the home. I have to sleep near the door, so they'll get me first. Amen. Thank God. But that's how I work. And, and here I honor women. We have, amen, been led by God to, amen, help some get ordained. And my wife is ordained, amen. Thank God for her, amen. Not that much farther down the road, amen, God. In one high holy service, he's, he spoke to me in the Holy Ghost. He said, look over at Gwen. Uh, I want to I elevate her. He, he had me to ordain her, amen. So these are elders, and, and they female. Some people scratch their head, elders. Yeah, they, they, they are pillars in the house of God. And they stand for truth in the house of God. And I honor these women. Amen? Thank God. So if, if I'm, if I'm going to have a secretary, though, it's most likely going to have to be my wife. Amen? Because I don't want no funny business going on around here. Amen? No hanky-panky going on around here. No ring, no fling. You get what I'm saying? Amen, amen. Because you don't want the chemistry to get all weird. Amen. People get confused. I brought you a donut, Pastor. I love you. I was like, oh, just for you. And that's how it all starts. My God, then you go around dunking donuts everywhere. Lose here. 
Ain't going to be no Dunkin' of Donuts. No, 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 no. We live in a holy house, and every aspect of our being shall be what? Holy. Women need to know they're safe. They need to know, yes, I'm a man of God. I'm not a playboy. Amen? I'm not a playboy in the pulpit. Amen? Thank God, thank God. This is a holy house. None other than the house of God, the what? Gate of heaven. And I don't preach one way here and then go live in hellish at my house. No. It's the same. Got to have one Lord, one faith, one baptism. What's the word of the day? Honesty. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. If people start visiting, they want to know what's going on. Hey, what's going on? And don't worry, mother, y'all could have dinner with us and ask us all kind of questions, whatever you want to ask. Y'all set that up, and we could do that, amen, in the Holy Ghost. People need to know, amen. There shouldn't be no guessing game. Let's be what? Honest. Let's be and keep it real. You said it, mother. That's right. Hallelujah. Anyhow, keep it real. It's not going to be no, you know, some kind of cloak and dagger or uh, all the secrecy stuff. Loose here. This is not the CIA. This is the house of God. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> to the scripture. Amen. We shall not try to be before you too long, but there's a word here. The scripture said, this then is the message which we have heard of him, capital H, and declare unto you that God is light and in him. Is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Amen. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us. Uh, from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My God, we thank God for the word being blessed. I told you the word of the day is what? Honesty, amen. So when the Holy Spirit uh, is speaking through the scripture, he's going to reveal God's purpose for each and every one of us. And it's for our spiritual well-being that we will be enabled by him to live according to heaven's purpose. My God. And it's, it's supposed to be evidenced in us that a heavenly change has come over us. A change, a change has come over me. My God, I still love that song. But you must be honest with yourself before God if you expect to experience a complete transformation. And that's a process. And God can work in us if we allow him when he's knocking on the door of our heart. Let him on in there. Let him do what he came to do. And yes, the Holy Ghost is going to seem a little nitpicky. Oh, the decor, the decor, this must change. And he will change it. Let him change it. Hallelujah. And the flesh is going to say he's annoying. Because the flesh wars against the spirit. And the spirit wars against the flesh. But we got to let God do what he came to do. Hallelujah. Let him change you. Don't try to change God. Let him 
change you. It was he that made you, not ye yourself. My God, in order for you to continue prospering in such a divine change, you must attend to the needs of keeping that new life well nourished. Such maintenance requires focused attention upon heaven's directives, which may not be what we expected. Because we don't see as God sees, do we? No. Ah, God can make and keep you pure if you keep your heart open to his cleansing power, but closed to the secular humanistic world's destructive power. Jesus said the world is not your friend. This process must become your way of life, thus enabling you to experience the sacrifice of true worship. Let's talk about that today. What? The sacrifice of true worship. God has a word for this. The sacrifice of true worship is God's call to worship. You know, we always do that call to worship. We start saying things and scriptures and getting people to be focused on. We're getting ready to worship God. But God is calling. It's a call to repentance. That's the first call because he came to save us who are lost. We're lost in the sauce. God needs to save us. My God, his first mission, stepping foot on this earth from heaven. You must be saved because the earth is on a collision course. And guess what? We're born and shaped in iniquity. You know what that means? We're born on death row. And some of us are acting like we like the ride. And God is all the time trying to wake us up and sober us up to know there's a better way. Hallelujah. So repentance and the pursuit of a godly lifestyle is the purpose of God being here on earth with us. Answering his call gives us the purpose and evidence of true worship. But with this uh, ongoing process of purity, uh, there has to be cleansing from sin. This can only be possible and open to us when we answer God's invitation appropriately and in a timely fashion. We can't let it be said too late, right? We can't be like the, uh, the five foolish virgins. They weren't ready. My God, my God, my God. We must uh, reciprocate God's love. Give it back to him. He gives love while we, while we were yet sinners. He died for us, and we have to reciprocate an appreciation for him and uh, accept his call, accept his way of saving us. We have to keep ourselves open to that, and he's going to give us cleansing instructions. Why do you think when they enter the gates, uh, they're thankful that, yes, we can approach God. But God said, hold on. What is that big? That's a tub. Yeah, that's a laver, baby. It's got three legs. Why? Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And that's in our symbol of our church. We have the three-legged laver, but it's filled with wheat and the grapes. That's called, you know, the communion, the breaking of his body and the shedding of his blood. We have fellowship with Jesus because of what he did. Amen. 
and we have to be cleansed by him. The Old Testament is a picture of that. The laver is there. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your heart as you are worshiping God for what he has done. Amen. Broke his body, shed his blood. We begin now to be consumed by that love. And it's like we're eating and feasting on his every word. We're being discipled by him. That's why in John 6, you see in verse 66, many people left him because they came to get some more fish sandwiches like the other day they had. Oh, Moses fed us manna in the wilderness. What you got today, Jesus? He said, oh, oh y'all want to just eat now? Oh, y'all done change? You don't want to be fed with the gospel message anymore? Oh, you want to eat? Eat my body and drink my blood, he told them that. And then many people left that day. They said, that's too hard a teaching. You are too consumed in yourself. And they left. And he looked at his disciples. Y'all going to leave me too? Well, they said he was the giver of life. They're not, they not going anywhere. Amen. So we got to know from where our bread, our eternal bread, comes from. Hey, I want to be eternal. Oh, this little bread I had this morning, well, it's going to be gone. It's probably already gone by now. Burnt that. Amen. Preaching uh, in my introduction, I burnt that, and I'm going to be ready for dinner when I get out of here. Amen? But don't get your mind on that plate yet, y'all. Amen. But we need some eternal food, and God needs us to be like him. Then he's going to make us over, and then he's going to be able to say, Enter thou into the joy of the Lord prepared for you. Come on in. Oh, instead of worker of iniquity, he's going to say, Amen. You were obedient, right? Enter the joy of the Lord, my obedient servant. Yes, and he's going to say well done, amen? Because he's going to make sure it's done well. Because he does all things what? Well. And if you let him do well, he can say what? Well done. Hallelujah. Anyhow, his love has to be accepted and appreciated. The Holy Ghost will come to direct us according to uh, the directions to get to God's throne of mercy. And you see in the Old Testament, they go from the outer court where they're washing themselves, and they keep going further on, and they're going to eventually get towards the Holy of Holies. And there we will see the Ark of the Covenant, and there's going to be a mercy seat covering on top of that. And Jesus, amen, is the door into that we need Jesus to go further. You can't approach God without Jesus. Uh, and in some cults, they change the Bible. They say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was a God. It's not a small g God. We don't say a God. We say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word what? Was God, capital G, God. It is God. It was not anything made that was made without him. And Jesus is Lord of all creation. Thank God. And we have to celebrate him as deity, not just a man. He wasn't just Jesus. He was Jesus Christ, the anointed one sent from God. Only a God man could bridge us back to God. Amen. To make us go from uh, earth to heaven. The bridge is Jesus. Only he could do it. Only if you take one prophecy, it's like taking the state of Texas, make it into a bowl, put and fill it up with marbles and mark one of the marbles, mix it all up. And, and you have one in a, I don't know, it's like 30 zeros, that many chances to find that marble. 
just to fulfill one prophecy of Jesus. So nobody on this earth can claim to be Jesus. That's only with one prophecy, and there were many prophecies of him. Only he can save us. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people walking around here thinking they're the one. But no, it's Jesus. And uh, you think about it, he don't even need us. He could use a dumb donkey if he needed to. Hallelujah, anyhow. But oh, Lord, don't pass me by and give it to the dumb donkey. Hear my Lord, send me. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, hey. I want to be with you in glory when you crack the sky. I want to be ready when you look for faith in the earth. I want you to be able to find it in me. So come and do what you need to do. I need you, Lord. Ah, he doesn't want us to have some kind of a vague, presumptuous approximation of him. He wants us to really know him. We shouldn't be just on the outskirts of the court. My God, looking in, and what are they doing? Washing their hands for, well, what are they doing in there? No, we shouldn't be out there just peeking in, thinking like that. We should have a strategic specificity, walking as God guides us. The steps of a righteous man are what? Ordered by the Lord. You are, your word is a lamp unto my feet every step I take and a light unto my path. And I got a purpose to fulfill. It's a heavenly purpose. Help me preach, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We need an intimacy with the Holy of Holies. Uh, and for inside the Ark of Covenant, there exists the heart of God. His covenantal code symbolizing the living, eternal kingdom of God that should be within us. Yes, God said, call this church the realm of Agape Christian Church. But each and every one of us should be a temple of the Holy Ghost, and all of us should become a realm of Agape. Amen. And then we, we're going to feast on the eternal bread from God. He should be our what? Daily Bread made freshly every day. Stop living on our anointing from 20 years ago. You need a new bread. Hallelujah. Oh, I spoke in tongues 50 years ago. What have you done? What? Lately. Amen. He's my daily bread. I need fresh bread every day. Stop living on moldy anointing. No, God needs to refresh you every day. He restoreth my soul. Thank you, Lord. We got to let go of this temporary stuff. Earthly fun is temporary. We got to exchange it for his eternal, personalized prescriptions of complete joy. We will begin to experience what happens when we commit to the sacrifice of true worship when we give in to the Lord. We will begin to do whatever it takes to stay pure before God. You got to decree every day. This is the day that the Lord has made. He whispered that in my ear uh, early this morning. He said, you know why you got to decree that? Because the devil's all about seeking whom he may devour. And if you don't decree and declare this is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. The devil going to give you something else to do. It, it may be the devil, maybe the Lord Jesus, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Who do you serve? Hallelujah. Decree and declare it on a daily. Feed me, Lord, till there's no empty spot. Hallelujah. So, yes, we got to stay pure before God and other people. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and folks around him. Amen. And they could see the revelation of God. 
Thank you, Lord. And you're not supposed to esteem yourself. You should let others esteem you, not you yourself. They'll see the Holy Ghost moving. God's going to give folks spiritual eyes and a spiritual heart to be able to discern and understand. And they'll see you. Just the same way we worship God, who we don't see, but we know he's there because we feel him doing things in us. Amen. And he gives us signs and wonders and dreams and visions. Thank God. And we begin to celebrate God each and every day. But we're going to see him as he is when he cracks the sky. Amen. And we're going to feel, we already feel him and can hear him speaking in our heart and all. But when we really see him, amen, in a spiritual audibility that's going to even pass from heaven down to earth and the trumpets will sound. That means everybody's going to be able to hear it. God's going to let it be revealed. But then it's going to be too late. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to hear it when it's inconvenient. You got to hear it when it's not popular. You got to hear it when you're by yourself. You got to hear it if mama don't go. You got to hear it if pookie them don't go. I'm going to follow. I'm going to go with you all the way. Hallelujah. Hey, I thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Stay pure. And God said, I'll give you the mind you need. It's going to be a Christ-like mind. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. A Christ-like attitude comes with it. Complete, and it will give you sacrificial obedience unto the Lord. What are the contents of the ark? There were two tablets of stone hewn from the earth. Amen. First by God, and then I'm, I'm thank God they had a warranty. Because Moses got mad and broke them. Then God said, now you're going to carve the next two. Just get over there and get the carving. Yes, Lord. Work on your anger thing. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and God wrote on them again. He said, thanks. Give me them. Or I'm writing. You can look. I'm writing. Right. I wrote it the first time. I'm writing it again. And, and out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. It is verily, verily. So this Ten Commandments is a moral code. We're not supposed to sweep it under the rug and say, that's the Old Testament. Oh, that's old, like a dirty diaper. We could throw away the pamper. No, it's a scaffolding. I'm a teacher. I was certified by the state of New York for nursery through six, and we use the scaffolding technique. We help children to develop a rigor for themselves, and every child is different, and I have to pull them up from the foundation and make them build upward. Scaffolding ever upward. Uh, the Old Testament is our foreground and our foundation. Help me, Holy Ghost. And then we build upon it. Amen. Amen. Lively stones fit jointly together. And it's not just a physical house, but it's a house of people. Thank God. And we need lively stones here at the realm of Agape Christian Church. We've been praying. We've been fasting. We've been praising God. We want, amen, after God has now snip, 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 he has hewn down our tree. He has pruned us down to a nub. My God. God. And he said it three or four years ago when I prophesied it when we were at our other location. God, and I had it on the film, and I showed the man prune down the peach tree down to a nub. He said I had to do that. All the dead stuff had to be cut off. Hallelujah. And then the tree still had life on the inside of the trunk, and the roots were still living, and they were able to find water. My God. 
and they were able to, amen, soak up the nutrients from the ground and up to the stems and leaves started coming. And the photosynthesis of God's sunshine and air came, amen, and nutrients from the ground and brought forth much fruit. Hallelujah. God is going to send us lively stones that will enable this church to be seen the way God sees it. Oh, he's going to peel back the carnal curtain, and he's going to open up a revelation so they can see what the realm of agape really means. Hallelujah. Anyhow, somebody bless and praise the Lord. That is not on my page. That's a download for right now. You can praise him. Oh, hallelujah. That's called Holy Ghost preaching. Hallelujah, God. I don't know what anointing mama brought in here, but you need to come back and stay here so I could preach good all the time. Oh, hallelujah. See, I need you, and you need me. Hallelujah. We are lively stones, fit jointly together. I can't do it without the Lord. And God put something in you that I can't do until you fit with me. And I fit with you. And we get our Holy Ghost life together. And we begin to do a work befitting of God's glorious heaven. Somebody bless the Lord. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We got to realize the contents of the ark. Two tablets of stone written by God's finger. They were placed in that ark along with a pot of manna. And there was an almond rod that budded. Amen. There's scripture references there in Numbers 17 and Exodus 34 and Exodus 16 for those who want that. But the two tables of stone represent the heart and soul of none other than Jesus Christ the Lord, hewn in a mortal body from the earth of the human race, upon which God inscribed his word by the willing submission of Jesus to every jot and tittle, that's the Hebrew language, dots uh, of the I's and the crosses of the T's in the English, Every detail of his law. Thank God. And the pot of manna was a portion of the bread, bread God sent from where heaven to give life to a people who otherwise would have starved to death in Exodus 16. Amen. To learn that man does not what? Live by bread alone. Come on, help me. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God doth man live. In Deuteronomy 8, 2 and 3. And it represents the body of Jesus in which the law was fulfilled of which Jesus declared, I am what? The bread of life in John 6. My God. Ah, and the almond rod was there that budded, looked like a dead rod, but miraculously it budded to reveal who was anointed of God for this authorized ministry. Some thought that's because they were in a family that they could be authorized, but not necessarily so. Thank God, thank God. God gives severally as he will to whom he will. He's the Lord. And it's not subject to negotiation on man's terms, not nepotism, 
not cult subcultural tradition, but it's based on the heaven's eternal throne. Whatever God wills, we don't see the way God sees. Hallelujah anyway. But I thank God that Aaron's rod budded and bore almonds, representing the choice of God above all other candidates, men to bear the first fruits of righteousness to his glory. My God, even as almonds in that locality blossom before all others and bear fruit by March, my God. But it looked like a dead rod, like it wasn't going to do it, and it miraculously did bud. It was proof that God was with them. Amen. And that all those scoffers and haters needed to back up before they hurt themselves. Amen. Touch not God's anointing. Do his prophets and prophetesses no harm. Hallelujah anyway. Thank God. From 1 John 1, 5 through 10, we can gain insight on how living in the family of God as his covenant disciples in fellowship together helps to expose and cleanse our sins. That's why I say, I need you, you need me. We're shining light. Amen. And it, and it, it encourages me to keep on keeping on because I'm having a good time. Hey, hey, I thank God for Jesus. I thank God, I thank God. God wants us to look at 1 John to, to know that this is a Bible-based confession as the Holy Ghost reveals truth from the Word. He's opening the door to a life of true worship. When God's Spirit encourages your soul to seek after purity according to God's standard, not man's, because men will let you do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. But I'm not trying to be funky around here. No. I want to be free from the devil's funk. Amen. Hey, hallelujah. I want to be right before God. There's going to be a passion for purity. God gave me a renewed passion for purity these last few days and weeks. Amen. A greater hunger and thirst. He said, you can't just read the word. Now you're going to have to break it apart and feast upon it and get the deeper meaning. Don't just read through the Bible. Amen. I read through the Bible. Amen. Uh, if you think of me being nine years old, starting to read the word up to now. 60 years old. Amen. That's how many times I read through the Bible. Amen. I said, I, I wanted to read the Bible for every day, I, every year I've been saved, Lord. I want to be able to say, I've read the, through the Bible that many times. Thank God. Hallelujah. He said, Now you're reading for even a deeper depth down in, going down where the roots are. Amen. Break it down. Don't just stop at King James or the NIV or the NLT and all the mother versions. Go on down where the Hebrews were given the word of God. And you hear the Hebraic way. Sometimes English only can say it one word, but Hebrew had like seven words for that. My God, you got to dig down. And he spoke to the Greek people and they had an immensely deeper language than us. 
So, amen, God is allowing me to go deeper. He said, because where I got to send you and what you got to cover, amen, having folks, I'm going to send souls in there. You got to cover them right. You got, God love his daughters. God love his sons. Oh, hallelujah. Folks been abused in the life, and they need healing. And if, you, if you're going to be walking around like you're going to victimize them, I'm not letting them go in there. No, this is a house of God, not a haunted house. Hallelujah. The devil already haunting them. They, they don't want to come to the light lest they be reproved, some of them. But some folk love the light. So God is calling folk that love the light so we could get some workers who are holy, can help us build this thing. Hey, we want to build a holy place. We need holy teachers. We need holy promoters. Hallelujah. Even anoint it when you clean the place. Clean it with an anointing, not with murmuring, not complaint. Do all in the name of Jesus. I need lively stones fit jointly together. If you're willing to do that, well, come aboard and come on and help me serve the Lord. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Hey, hey, I thank you. And I praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see, Jesus knew that we would need daily cleansing from sin to be restored and made pure again and again. And he'll help you get away from that thing. Pretty soon it'll be a dead thing in your memory back there. Which is why he always says, get thee what? Behind me, Satan. Get out of my way. Get thee behind me. Because I already, I've been back there. You could go back there because I'm not going back there no more. You, so you go back there. So Amen. And we don't want the devil blocking our vision. You know, when people in your way, you trying to see the show. I paid good money. Could you move your big hat? And devil all blocking. Get out of the way. Get thee behind me. I want the front seat. Amen. That's how God wants us to be. We don't want nothing in our way impeding our progress. Loose out of here. See, in one of Jesus' messianic messages in Psalm 23. See, there was a trilogy in the Psalms. Psalm 22, 23, and 24. That's a messianic trilogy. But you look in the heart of the trilogy in Psalm 23, verse 3. He encourages his sheep with these words. He restoreth my soul. Isn't God good? What, what is that indicative of? Ah, of daily care. For our intellect, our emotions, what we're passionate about, all of that. Amen. What's driving us? Guess what that is? Our soul. He restoreth my soul. You can feed your soul with evil things, and it'll do evil things. It's like a big, divine, earthly slash divine computer. And God gave us two ears to receive. Two eyes to receive, two nostrils to receive. And the mouth is kind of dual like that. We could speak out and we could eat. Amen. We could, we could spew out and we could receive. My God. So we're like a, a, a big FM stereo tuning to hear God. Thank God. Some people may be able to hear better because their ears are bigger. Thank God. That's another message. And you can hear God. But your spiritual ear is the thing that's really doing the hearing. 
But God gave us a body just to try to give us a picture of what's going on in the spirit. We got to hear what thus saith the Lord. And the day you hear his voice, what? Don't harden your hearts. Let it sink down. It's not just head knowledge. It's got to go down. And you got to become the living truth. You got to become a walking word. You got to become like a lamb of God. It's a sacrificial thing. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Yeah, we're not dead. We're alive. We're lively stones fit jointly together. There's going to be discord when somebody's not in the spirit. There's going to be discord when you try to bring worldliness up in here. Let's make the worldliness sanctify. That's just stink. We can't stankify the house. We got to consecrate the house. Amen. We got to sanctify ourselves, not stankify ourselves. Hallelujah, God. Jesus is coming back for a consecrated church without spot or wrinkle. I want to be ready. I don't know about you. Thank God, and I'm passionate about myself getting right. I'm hard on myself. Call myself knucklehead, all kind of stuff. God said, don't speak kindly to yourself. Amen. I didn't call you that. I'm looking on your birth certificate in the spirit, and no, I didn't call you knucklehead. I have righteous. Oh, I'm all that, Lord. I don't feel like that, but you, you make me able, Lord. Here am I, oh, to bow down. Here am I to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, and he just comes and soothes me. Amen. He knew that we would be tempted by the devil to go astray. Jesus reminds me of that. He said, I knew you were going to do that. And then the devil wants us to go after our own agenda. He'll do that. Why do you think Adam and Eve did what they did? They, they went for a life of unauthorized things to do. God didn't authorize them. God is what? Our author and finisher of our what? Faith. Look at the word author. He can authorize you. But when you go against God, what is that? An un unauthorized behavior. The devil will trick you into being, uh, uh, living a life that is unauthorized by God, that leads to an eternal destruction. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is what? Destruction. That is why God goes after his sheep. He gently calls them home. And his voice is so tender, it doesn't even move uh, 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 the flame on a, on, a, on a candle. You know, uh, the slightest wind will flicker the flame. God talks so gently, the, the flame doesn't even flicker. That's how he speaks to us. But when we're hard head, amen, uh, he's going to talk a little harder to you. To, to, to break the, uh, the ground, it needs to be broken up like in the farm days. We had, you have to harrow the ground. Break it up. Break up the fallow ground. So that we could have some, some growth that we could plant and it will grow. God needs some growth. That's why he's going after us. A proper response of his sheep is recorded uh, in the seven penitential psalms. Psalm 6 uh, is, a, is a penitential psalm that was written by David. Psalm 32. Psalm 38. Psalm 51. David prayed strong there. Hallelujah. Psalm 102, that wasn't written by David. Psalm 130, that, that wasn't written by David. And one more, Psalm 143, that one was written by David. These are called penitential psalms. And you may use these psalms as your own prayers when you want to confess sin and ask for God's forgiveness, as we learned in 1 John 1, 9. We can't say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness. No. 
God is not about duality like that. No, you shall not have a splintered, spiritual, demonic, schizophrenic life. No, stop compartmentalizing and let there be one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one mind. Hallelujah. See, when we pray good like that, our pathway will lead to peaceful restoration of our total being. You could look good from one part of your, of, of your life, but be funky in one little area. You don't want God in that little hidden closet. Don't go in there, Lord. That, that doesn't pertain to you. Keep going down the hallway that way, Lord. You know, we're telling the Lord what to do. No, it was he that made you. And he knows he smelled the funk in there. Think he don't smell it? His divine eternal nostrils smell things. It could be a stench in his nostrils. My God, it's like folk that come, amen, to a grand event. Everybody's in there. They didn't really want to shower. They just want to put a little perfume on and put their good fine clothes on and makeup and stuff and try to cover up the funkiness. No, but that stuff, that stuff going to eke out of your clothes in a minute. They gonna, somebody going to get a whiff of it. Mm, something not right up in here. What is going on, Lord? Uh, the wind done carries somebody's or oh, whatever. Oh, Lord, what is that? God smells better than that. I thank God for Lil Pippin, part of the family. He got, you know, animals got a keen sense of smell, better than humans, like seven times stronger. And, he, and, and ears, too, like that. He could hear, and they could feel vibrations better than humans. You know, everybody has certain vibrations emanating from their being. Thank God. And when you enter a room, it's like a presence is there. And, and you thought you heard something. Maybe you didn't even hear it yet, but you sent something weird. Is somebody in here? Yeah, you felt vibrations. Some people could feel it better than others. Some people are pretty in tune like that. Others have so much going on in their life, they can't really understand what's going on in the uh, atmosphere around them. They're too self-centered that way. My God, but God wants to make us over so we can understand our surroundings. I go in the room, and if I talk too much a little bit, the dog perks up and comes running over there and licking my ankles. My God, before I get in the room real good, he said, oh, that's that voice that will pet me. I'm going to him. He heard my wife. She didn't really warm up to all this petting. She has somewhat of a disdain towards dogs still. My God. She's like, come and get this dog. No, get that thing off me. You cute and all, but no, no, no. He said, no, that's the one that won't hug me that much. I don't think I'm going to go to her. He tried to sniff to see if it was ready. She said, no, get that away from me. He said, oh, no, she ain't ready yet. So he kept licking on me. He knew I would rub him down a little bit. We got to learn how to have that sense and sensibility from heaven. God gives us a sense amen to feel better and we could empathize with others jesus was well acquainted with grief a man of sorrows acquainted with grief my god if god saves you from something don't hide it under a rock my god let it shine on the mountaintop god save me deliver me from xxxx and x I'm not what I used to be. I'm moving forward. God did it for me. He could do it for you. You're overcome by the words of your testimony and by the blood of the lamb. So let God have his way in your life. Get sensitive. Be penitent. Because if you humble yourself before God, you want to be a Christian wearing Jesus' name. He said, my people call by my name will humble themselves and pray, begin to really seek my face. And when you're doing that, you, you say, get thee behind me, Satan, because you're trying to seek his face. And you have turned from your wicked ways. 
And then he said, uh, you're going to now receive from heaven. I'm going to give you a hearing. It's like in the courts. Just because you're on the docket don't mean they're going to give you a hearing. But God sees all the souls lined up. A lot of folks are saying, Lord, 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 and they don't really mean it. But some really meant it, like the people were pressing Jesus in the crowd or touching him, and they didn't get healed. But that one woman got healed. He, and Jesus said, somebody touch me. And the disciples was like, everybody touching you. He said, no, no, there's a different touch. My virtue went out. Connection of faith happened. You can't please God without that kind of faith. Hallelujah. It's not just an awareness about God. You went to Sunday school when you were a little boy, but did you get a connection with the one and true living God? Does the one and true living God live inside of you? Since nine years old, he's been living inside of me. And uh, there were some bad chapters written, and I try to skip past those. You say, no, go back to them. Let's remediate. See what happened? Those were triggers. You're not going to go that way anymore. You left Egypt, and now you're not going to be haunted by the Egyptians anymore. I let you walk through on dry ground, and I drown them demons. So you walk on into glory and have a victorious Christian life. Sever the head of the giant and come on and let's praise the Lord in the freedom and beauty of holiness. Somebody bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I'm going to give you fourfold nature of the sacrifice of true worship real quick. Number one, you better confess. What does confession lead to? Number two, repentance, which leads to number three, cleansing which then finally leads to number four, restoration. Hallelujah. Some folk like boasting, I've been restored. Then the next day they do the same thing. What happened? And then they say, I'm going to deconstruct the faith. I don't think I believe in God anymore. First of all, you wasn't believing in God. You was believing in yourself. You was believing in some fake private prophecy from Uncle Hickamaboo, somebody Auntie Cabbagehead told you some lie. That wasn't really the Bible. Thank God. But my people called by my name got to humble themselves. Oh, the penitent humbling before God and being right. God already knows, but he wants you to get it right. And you say, Lord, yes, I've been doing this. I'm hungry for this and this and that. I'm not searching for you. I'm searching for this and this and that. Thank God. And then when you confess like that, that means you're going to now repent. You're going to turn from that stuff because you really mean business. You're trying to get away from that repentance. And then, and then that means you turn away from that to go to something else. And then we go to the right thing. That means God's going to cleanse you of that. Does it mean you don't, you're not going to remember it anymore? You're going to remember it because you're human. God gave us a memory. We're not supposed to repress things because it goes in hidden, but it's going to come out ugly. We don't want to repress things. That's why God said, confess. You got to purge. Like they used to say in the old church, people around the altar clapping and say, Jesus, purge, purge. And demons were coming out of folk. And old mothers was like, purge, purge. People don't want to purge anymore. My father said, glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burden down. Since I laid my burdens down. Friends don't treat me like they used to since I laid my burden down. Friends don't treat me like they used to. Hallelujah. 
I can't sing that no more. I'm going to cry. He helped me. Y'all don't know. He brought me out of hell. Jesus loved me, and, and, and mothers don't get squirmish, but Jesus loved the hell out of me. I had some hell in me, and Jesus loved it out of me. The old church mother said, you straddling the fence. I see something. And, yeah, they didn't know I was partying at the club on campus because uh, I was in, in Florida in the campus trying to be something I wasn't and, and trying to look, look the part, and, and it wasn't in me. And the worldly folk could see it wasn't in me. They say, look like you're ready to go to Sunday school. And I was trying to be cool like them. But God said, I have put heavenly purpose on you, and the demons in hell know you. That's why God has called me back to say, enough with the fluff of this culture. When you see a demon and, 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 it, and it's conducive for you to call it out, you're going to call it out. It's, it's time to revive the casting out of demons. Because folks are, are depressed because sometimes of a demon. Sometimes they need medication because there's some ailments that come biologically. And you could get medicine. God has given doctors wisdom and knowledge. But some of these things come out but by fasting and prayer. And God needs us to cast some stuff out. And the devil has been assigned to, to bother folk, even in their intellect, changing their mind. Folks got a demonic mind. All they see is how to murmur, how to, how to complain, how to be a pessimist. My God, they see everything negative. My God. Hallelujah. Some folk been through something. They have come clean on the other side, and they know how to have empathy. David learned, yes, he said, I'm a murderer. Uh, uh, I have committed sexual sin. My God. And, you know, the devil worked on his mind to get him to do that. He, he, and some people try to blame Bathsheba, but she, that, that she came on to David. Ah, she, she was seducing him. She knew what, how he going to see her. She all up there naked on the roof. Look at David going to see me right now and trying to make her the one. This is how the people who are misogynists do. They hate women and they want to put evil on women. But I say the devil got in both of them. My God. My God, why is she scream, rape? Oh, he's trying to get me. I don't want, I don't care. Behead me if you have to, but I'm not going to let you touch me. That's what my wife would have done. Some women are built that way. But not her. I say, oh, well, he's a king. Let's go head on. You know, your sin will what? Find you out. God killed the first baby. And then another one came. My God. And, uh. He, he was supposed to be called something else, but David said, I'm going to call him Solomon. See, man is always faulty. The, the man of God told him to call him something else, but no, he's going to stick to Solomon. Crying peace where there really is no perfect peace. Isn't it like that? That's how we are. Even though God saves us, we try to hide a little something, something. Save a little something. No, we need to let it all out. This is why the sword never left David's house. He had all kind of problems. His sons tried to usurp his throne. And one of the brothers killed, a, a, a raped the other sister. All kind of craziness. If you let one little impediment come in your home, the devil will use it to have a whole garden of sin, a worldliness, a forest of worldliness, a fleshly forest all up in your house. No, we need to get every impediment out of there. Thank God. Why? Because God has mercy for us to get healed. God has loving kindness for us to make it right. God has righteousness instead of our unrighteousness. We could get that. God wants us to be true about our desires. 
He wants us to know that there are heavenly rewards. If you're going to be diligent, stick to the program. If you're going to be sacrificial seekers uh, in the experience of holiness, God's going to bless you and we're done. Please do not summarize this message as a how to worship message. It is not that. It's a prophetic message about whom to worship. True worship is about openness to the handiwork of Jesus. It must become the one uh, thing that you put at the highest pinnacle in your life. Jesus must become the one and true living God, and his process of saving you must be the most important thing. Thank God. And Jesus wants to be your intimate transformational partner. He's, he wants you in that kind of a relationship with him. He's always going to instruct you accordingly. Remember that Jesus can make and keep you pure if you keep your heart open to his cleansing power. You better remember that. Jesus can what? Make and keep you pure if you keep your heart open to his cleansing power. He's going to help you now to have a pure walk uh, on a daily. Amen. With him, he's going to bless you as you go along your way. He's going to make you a blessing to those around you. The shining power of God is going to emanate from your life, and folks are going to wonder about it, and you're going to be readied by the Holy Ghost to give an answer of the hope that lies in you. Yes, Jesus can strengthen you to accomplish such a faithful journey with a good success as he blesses you to become a blessing. How many want to become a blessing? Amen. That means, amen, Jehovah Yiddri has visited you. He's the God of more than enough, and he's going to, amen, fill you with a baptismal portion. It's going to, amen, fill you and run over. Amen. And when you experience this, it's going to bring such joy, unspeakable, it's full of God's glorious presence. And, you, and you're going to be able to seek out to do whatever it takes now to make this a daily claim. This is the day what that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. That means more joy. Joyce, that's joy. Read, that means some more joy. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to do it again. The next day, do it again and keep doing it. Thank God he made wheels. That means keep on rolling. Like my mother says, that's my wife's mother, but I made her my mama. She said, keep the what? Prayer wheel turning. Thank God for wheels. That means keep moving. Keep moving. That's why he made wedding ring. You keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. I, I, I've been working so long at, at, at this job that there, before there wasn't even text. Amen. Then they had the phone and we can text. Before I used to take a break and call. Yeah, honey. Yeah, you, I'm going to tell you the rest when I get home. Yeah, people around here trying to listen. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, now I could text her, oh, you wouldn't believe what just, you need me to come to that school? <laughs> you know. Why? Because I want to live right. There's more women in the world than men. There's a smorgasbord. But I want to see the Lord. Hallelujah, anyhow. I want a daily claim of living right. See, that's just one part of my life. Then my father said, you know, you don't be one of them preachers that's always giving over to filthy lucre. My God, I don't even want to see the bank account. Amen. Thank God we don't have enough lively stones for it to be that big anyway. But when it, God is seeing what I do with a little bit, and he said, I'll make you ruler over many because I don't even want to see it. Who's my CFO? 
My, my, my financial officer is my wife. Amen? She's a certified public accountant. Let her do it. And she do what's right. She said, yeah, we got just enough to make the least. Thank God. The few pennies over. I said, well, we made it, though. Let's not complain. Hallelujah. I won't complain. I've had some stormy days. <laughs> I won't complain. Hallelujah. And that's why we can wake up every day, my wife and I, and my kids, my two kids, Sianna and Andre, they grown kids now. She's at UPenn working on her doctorate. Amen, amen. She got about two, three more years or so to go. And my son's a film man. He's in his senior year. He's got a big project, and it's stressful to him. But he said the other day on the set, he said, he said I don't know what y'all beliefs are, but we're going to pray. I was saying, oh, he done came into his manhood. I was about to cry in the living room when he said that, Lord Jesus. He said, we all going to pray today. <laughs> go ahead. I said, go ahead, son. You have come into your manhood. I told him. Hallelujah. So I thank God. Yes, there's battles in prayer. My wife and I get up wee hours of the morning praying. I don't wake up. You don't have to be loud and, hey, find the devil and banging that floor and everything. it would be a quiet thing, but God is yelling in the eternal world. Thank God for Jesus. That's why I'm going to do like Psalm 103 and 1. The Holy Ghost will enable me to proclaim it and decree it on a daily. I will bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name is what I stand for as we stand for prayer. For that is the sacrifice of true worship. We must decree this heavenly purpose into existence each and every day. Hallelujah. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.